For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Today's episode of the Believe in Steelers show is brought to you by betonline.ag. Week three of the NFL season is here already. And if you want to place a bet on any of the NFL action, betonline.ag is the place to do it. 24-7, 365, regardless on where you're at, regardless on what sport, make sure y'all go to betonline.ag. Ike, you hit the nail on the head right there. 24-7, betonline.ag. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, cue the music. It's time to start the show. Welcome to the Believe in Steelers show on the Believe Network. I'm your host, Mark Bergen, joined as always by my guy, two-time Super Bowl champion and 12-year veteran of the Pittsburgh Steelers, a sleeveless Ike Taylor. IT, good morning. It is Wednesday. We are one day away from kickoff, a shortened week. Browns, Steelers, Thursday night football. We've got a full preview show here on today's episode of Believe in Steelers. Yeah, AFC North Divisional game. We finish here. The Pittsburgh Steelers can bounce back from this loss. And, you know, the Cleveland Browns finna see the same thing. They want to bounce back from their L against the against the Carolina Panthers as well. So this is going to be a good game time Thursday, Cole. I, I've tried to get better as your co-host in listening. Notice how you mentioned divisional game. Not divisional rivalry, divisional game. I'm listening to you, IT, this morning. Yeah, it's definitely not a rivalry. I mean... <laughs> The Cleveland Browns, Mark, you talk about the Baltimore Ravens, then that's that's a rival. But other than that, this is just a divisional opponent, a divisional game. It looks like points will be a premium again, over under at 39 and a half. And the story through two weeks of Steelers football is what's wrong with the offense. And I know this week you look on Twitter, social media, you know, online, radio shows, shows like this one. I know the onus right now is falling on quarterback play with Mitch Trubisky, the offensive coordinator, Matt Canada. I'll say this. Uh, I would give Trubisky another start. I'd probably start him in week four as well and evaluate from there. I think it would be stupid to start Pickett uh, on a shortened week as well because you are going to need patience with this offense, Ike. And I've said this. I'm a broken record, and I will say it again. 
I fully expect this offense to be head and shoulders above where it is, say, come week 16, 17, 18, compared to early on in the season. Reason being, and I go back to who are your skilled position players? Who are your playmakers? Deontay Johnson is 25 years old, and he's the elder statesman of this offensive group. Hopefully the Steelers can get right and show out a little bit more than we saw through the first two weeks of the season because the Steelers want to have success in the 2022 season. The offense has got to get heck of a lot better. That onus falls on the entire unit all the way around, Dyke. Yeah, I think for the most part, you got to find a way to get George Pickens involved. Yeah. Um, he's electric. I saw him in training camp. All he wants to do is play football. That's it. And he does something. Um, a trait that a lot of receivers don't have. He 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 loves the block, and he has a want to to do it. So when I look at um, a receiver, especially if I'm grading them and watch them on tape, how does how does this person act when they're not getting the ball? <laughs> and George Pickens is more excited for his teammate who's making the play, even if he's not getting the ball. But at the same time, I possibly could be one of the best on this offensive side. So I think they need to find, or they're going to find um, ways to get him the ball, get him involved, especially if they're looking for splash plays. And, you know, you got Deontay Johnson. You know, mm-hmm. you got to find a way as well. He, he He's one of the, the savvy young veteran receivers. He's going to find a way just to get open whenever he needs to. And then you got, and then you got Najee. You know, Najee only had a few carries. Um, you got to get Najee heavily involved you got to start the game out like that that just helps a a offensive line right now who's who's not on the same page every time by just running the ball kind of let the offensive line get in the rhythm and Mr. Trubisky man just just take the leash off of him I think you know let him let him let him air it let him air that thing out tell him hey man you got some receivers we just need to get the ball in their hands um have fun and go out there and and, and don't and don't mind running either you know that's something that we uh we we didn't have last year as a quarterback or at the quarterback position. Hey, if you feel like you want to jam, take off. If you feel like you want to jam every time, just take off. You know. So now now it's truly eleven on eleven instead of ten on eleven because we got a mobile quarterback at this time. So I think just just from just from one mark, they got to find a way to get Pickens the ball. It, it's a Yep. Coach Mike Canada has to find a way to get that young man the ball, whether it's from the slot or whether it's from the X. What is he position the two outside positions? Find a way to get the young man the ball, and you'll see he'll, he'll, he'll become electric just like Deontay Johnson. Ike, I'll start with Pickens because you bring up a lot of great points there that I kind of want to go through. Two receptions on six targets through the first two games – Let's get him 5, 10, 15 targets and just see what happens. See what happens because six targets through two games, two receptions. I know he's a second-round pick. I'm not expecting George Pickens to be as productive as Jamar Chase was a year ago. We saw those flashes in the preseason, and I know it's preseason, but when you're telling me he's special because you were boots on the ground in Latrobe, PA, for training camp, that resonates with me, Ike, given all of your experience when you played in the league, seeing best of the best at the receiver position. So that's number one. Number two, Mitch Trubisky starting 52 games in his NFL career. 
And the fact that he and the offensive coordinator, Matt Canada, admitted that there are schemes and packages that he can't audible out of at the line of scrimmage, that can be no longer. If he sees something that the defense is going to do that's going to stop the offensive play, you need to be able to trust him and trust his veteran expertise because he, he's he been a winning quarterback in this league before. Do I think Mitch Trubisky is going to be Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen? No. But you got to be able to trust your guys. And, and I'm looking at a lot of the quotes, Ike. You always tell me, listen to what the players are saying. And when they're talking about the concepts of what this Steelers offense needs to do to be successful, there need to be some changes and I want to see it starting this week with with Matt Canada and company in terms of allow get the ball to the the players who are difference makers. So I'm talking about really four players on the Steelers offense: Deontay, George Pickens, Pat Fryermuth, Najee Harris. I'd throw Chase Claypool in there as well. I don't want to just name drop everyone on offense, but re- really, Pickens and Deontay Johnson are the two players that can take a top off a defense and they could take it the distance if you just get the ball in their hands and they need to be targeted more. Pickens doesn't have those opportunities. You you can't blame that on him because he's doing what he's being asked to do by the coaches. So that's kind of where I stand with that. Yeah, it's definitely an issue when you can't check, when you can't audible out. Ridiculous. It's ridiculous, Ike. I'll I'll say it for myself. That's my opinion. I'm sorry. Go ahead. If the defense is showing you some. And the play is called, and you're like, okay, the defense might got a one-up on us on this play. And you're not allowed to audible out of it. Ain't nothing good about that. Ain't nothing put because that's that's the beauty, that's the magic of having a quarterback and giving a quarterback the opportunity to audible out whatever he wants to if he think is right, even if he's wrong. So we definitely gotta change that. Two, um, the four guys you just named, Deontay, Pick, Faramuth, and Najee. You, that's a that's a hell of a that's a hell of an option. Now, Fairmont has been Mitchell Trubisky um, option of late when he when he felt like he getting himself in the jam. He's definitely gonna look for the stud at the tight end. But yeah, on the offensive side, you got to find a way. Just two touchdowns in two games ain't gonna work, you know. So uh, we saw what the Pittsburgh Steelers did against the Cincinnati Bengals. They had opportunities to score as well on offense. The defense played lights out, you know. And honestly, the defense on the second game as well, they played like lights out again. So we talked about this Monday on the show. It's hard to have a – it's hard in the NFL to hold a team 17 points. And that's exactly what they did with the New England Patriots. Held them 17 points, got turnovers. Offense, can y'all help us out? Boom. So the Pittsburgh Steelers offense just got to find a way. You know, Coach Matt Canada got to find a way. Um, sometimes sometimes you just got to ask for forgiveness. So sometimes Mitch, if he sees something, Mitch just got to be like, man, for the sake of this team, and this is no disrespect, <laughs> Coach Matt Canada, but I have started. I am a first-round draft pick as well. Man, I'm checking out of this. And here's the reason why I'm checking out of this. And I guarantee you Coach T won't, won't trip at all if he have that explanation. The reason why – I checked out of this because I saw this in the defense and this play, and I felt like this play was better for this team. Coach ain't gonna say nothing. He ain't gonna say nothing. So sometimes you just you just gotta you just gotta ask for forgiveness later, you know. So you know, Mitch got to take you know the chain off his off his mind as well. You know, if if he feel like I don't like this call when I went up to this line of scrimmage, let me check out of it and, and do something different. 
in talking about Fryermuth, and then I'll go to Chase Claypool, two guys that you can throw the ball up and they can go up and get it, high point the football, Ike. If you throw it to either of those players down the field and they're 20, 30, 40, 50 yards downfield and you throw a pick, it's as good as a punt. So it's right. just like don't be afraid to put your players in an opportunity to succeed, and that's just something where – I want to see moving forward, and we just haven't seen through two weeks of the season. The defense has played great, and the defense has been out on the field. They've lost time of possession in both games through two the first two games of the season. Ike, let's go to keys to the game, and this is where I'm going to come down, sticking with the offensive side of the ball. The last time the Steelers' offense scored a, a touchdown in the first quarter, you got to go back to week 10 of the 2021 season. November the 14th against the Detroit Lions and that 16-16 to 16 tie. Let's get an offensive touchdown in the first quarter, Ike. That's something I would like to see start fast on, on Thursday night against the Browns. Yeah, I'm not even going to – I'm going to stick on the offensive side as well, too. Keys to the – a key to the game is George Pickens. You know, get a, get a man – giving a man five to ten targets. That's, that's just how I feel. And, and watch what happens. It, you're going to see exactly. You're going to see what happened. I mean, he proved he proved all training count and in the preseason. Like I really am that guy, you know. So he really is special. So go ahead and get a man some special opportunities. Let him do what he can do, and that's make big plays. Ike, the Steelers do get some help because the Browns aren't fully healthy. Jadavion Clowney will be out along with Chase Winovich, who's a defensive end, and then tight end Jesse James as well. Those three players will be out for the Browns. Uh, I'm 0-2 in my score predictions so far this season. <laughs> so, Fade Mark Bergen is uh, is the name of the game. This line has also moved. It opened at 3.5. Browns favored at home. It has now moved to 4.5. Those odds courtesy of Bet Online. I My score prediction would be this. Uh, Steelers 24, Browns 21. I think that the Steelers get back on track, and I think this is just a get-right game. And... It's really another key is going to be stopping the the two-headed monster in the backfield, and we talk about it all the time. They're as good as any tandem in the league. Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, can you stop the running game? And this is going to be a real test for me because we talk about it all the time. In 2021, Steelers dead last in the league in rushing yards allowed. This is going to be kind of the litmus test I look at for the Steelers. If you could take one game to say, did you really solidify and fortify your front seven? We'll see on Thursday night. Yeah, they got Miles Jack in the offseason, which was which was huge. Picked up Coach Brian Flores, which was huge at the linebacker position, a former head coach. That's even perfect. But yeah, Mark, between Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubbs, it's and that's that's had that has been a problem from Pittsburgh stopping D run. And guess who we going against? We going against the Cleveland Browns and what they wanna do. All they wanna do is feed the beasts. That's all they want to do. So this is going to be a test, not only um, for the offense, but you got dang right. For that Pittsburgh Steelers rushing defense, it's definitely going to be a test for them, especially with them two-headed monsters sitting in the backfield. Ike, I want to go down memory lane really quickly here, talking Steelers-Browns. Do you remember the pregame fight between Joey Porter and Willie Green? This would have been early on in your career because I know Bill Cowher was still the head coach. Yeah, I was in it. Yeah, it was me, Peasy, Larry Foote. I remember that like it was yesterday. It's just Peasy, Peasy, Peasy wind up getting and Willie wind up getting kicked out. But yeah, man, that, that, 
that was a time, that was a young Ike. They usually called me Young Gunner because I just used to pop off all the time. If somebody, if somebody looked at me wrong, we was fighting. You know, if I, if I, if I walked past you and I just thought you <laughs> didn't like me, we was fighting. So yeah, they used to call me Young Gunner, man. I was right there. This, this was in warmups. So that mm-hmm. thing happened so fast. That thing happened so fast, man. But yeah, that's 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 a young, that's the old young Pittsburgh Steelers. Well, like we wish Warren Sapp would walk down our line. You know, that's when Warren Sapp at the time he was walking down a warm ups line, kicking the uh the which call it. Sapp ain't do that when we play when he played the Pittsburgh Steelers because we man we I wish you would walk down here if you want to. I guarantee you, you're not gonna make it. I guarantee and I guarantee you you ain't making it back. You ain't even make you ain't even making it. <laughs> man, you know how you just have that man. Sap Sap looked over there. He saw them. He saw them dogs standing by that little goalpost where he used to like to kick. He saw them dogs like, oh yeah, this 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 ain't gonna be good. Cause I don't stay your butt over there, man. Cause it, it, these boys over here, man, these boys gonna fight for real, man. These boys don't care about playing on Sunday. So either you won't play on Sunday, Sap, or you won't get your or you want to get this issue. And you know, he felt that energy. He was like, oh yeah, they energy. They energy is violent over there. <laughs> I do not want to go over there. I'm, I'm, Mark didn't say a, nobody said a word. Everybody had that look like, come over here with that BS if you want to, see what happened. And he did it. not, he did not, he did not slide down though. Did not, I remember that clean as day. Clint, at least at least twelve was ready not to play on Sunday that game. Twelve of us was like, "Uh, this this boy, this roster about to get cut short." You <laughs> walk down these, if you walk down this lane, for real. So hang on, you say you say Warren Sapp was this when you would play either the Buccaneers or the Raiders? Is this is this separate from the Browns? I'm just trying to understand here. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's separate. Okay. Okay. Yeah, this all the way separate. I, I was, I was just stating. I was just stating. Pre-game was, rituals. Oh man, man, we ain't play no. Man, listen, we didn't went on buses after the game. Got it in. We didn't said, you know what? We're not going to do this during the game because they're going to break us up. We'll just rather catch you in the off season. Man, this is man. This is this is what we. This is what we did. This is what we did, but we was we was some we was some bad kids back in the day. We was a we was some very bad kids back in the day. Yeah, Ike, I noticed the pregame fight between Porter and Willie Green. Uh, I saw all of your teammates. Ike Taylor's not on camera, so you're able to avoid the camera, avoid any fines or suspensions. But I know you, I've talked to your teammates before about this, Ike. I know that uh, you were the king of the trash talk on the defense. I got kicked out of the New York Giants game, preseason game. Me and uh got dog it, me and the receiver. Got dog it. I asked Coach yeah, T. We'll get we'll get IT we'll get IT on this really quickly. Man, I forgot. Man, I preseason forgot. game, you said. Yeah, preseason game. I got, I got man, who was that receiver? I forgot the young man name. He played for Hakeem Knicks. Yeah, Keem Knicks. Oh, Man, he just looked at me. He just looked at me wrong, and I, 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 I just went crazy. And this then was when in I, 2010 as well. 
Yeah. Then I went when I got to the sideline, Coach T was like, "Man, what happened?" I said, "Coach, he looked at me like he wanted to do something." Coach T said, "Man, get your button locker, man." <laughs> he said, "Get your button locker." I said, "All right." Apologize to my teammates, and I remember R.I.P. I remember R.I.P. Mrs. Rooney, Mrs. Rooney, she was like, "Who was that young man who?" Got into the fight and got kicked out of the game. I was like, man, that was me. She said, that's the way, this is how we're going to start our season. She said, I love it. I said, oh, hell yeah, I'm good. I said, I'm good. R.I.P. Trip down said, memory lane. I love this, Ike. Oh, man. Bro, we, some good times, some good times. But yeah. All right. Just Got for up. the listeners and the viewers, Ike is now a scout for the Steelers, so we're not skipping over his score prediction. We're just recognizing the fact that it's part of Pittsburgh's very own, the black and gold Pittsburgh Steelers. So, um, Ike, gosh, I could talk to you to sundown about just old memories with this because I like finding these old clips on my feeds and I go down a YouTube rabbit hole and it's amazing what you find. That's crazy, right? Joe Hayden, speaking of the Browns and Steelers, is going to retire after 12 seasons, so he'll sign a one-day contract to retire with the Browns. He played for the Steelers 2017 through 2021, a three-time Pro Bowler, was an All-Pro for a season as well. Ike, I'll say this. This is just my opinion. He was the best Steelers cornerback since you retired, and really the play that sticks out to me was that December 2018 leaping interception against the Patriots in the fourth quarter, helped the Steelers hang on and beat the the Patriots with Brady, Belichick. That's really the one play that stands out to me, but someone who was a very, very good cornerback, and I wish him all the best in retirement. Yeah, Joe Joe was a dog, boy. Joe, Joe was different. Joe was special. Joe, Joe was locked down. Joe Hayden was locked down. Huge fan of Joe Hayden, especially when he's coming out of Florida, too. He came out of Florida. They, they had a squad, too, in Florida. Yeah, they had about eight guys who got drafted just off of that Florida um, team. But, yeah, Joe, very high IQ, very savvy, very smooth, um, always around the ball. You know, mess around with Joe if you want to. He was going to pick that thing off. Just just a smooth, savvy individual. But that's his personality, though. When you just hang around Joe, he's just a smooth, big-ass smile, just a smooth, savvy individual. And he just transferred that thing over to the field, man. Just a smooth savvy, effortless-looking corner with a high IQ. Yeah, he really locked down the left side of that defense, Ike. And what do you want to call him? Joe Money Hayden, Joe I Lift Weights Hayden. It always cracks me up where K.J. Handler knocks him over and he's just laughing and just goes, ah, damn. And uh, he just looked like he was fun to play with, very energetic and uh, a great cornerback for many years for both the Browns and the Steelers terrorized a lot of AFC North quarterbacks. Ain't the most money out of any cornerback in the, in the world during his career. And ain't, ain't, ain't no other corner more paid than Joe. Joe made Joe made so much money. Look, look, tell IT you look that up. <laughs> Joe, Joe, Joe made so much money, man. Call Joe Money Man all day. Let me see here, Ike. I will pull up his career earnings on Spotrack. 12 seasons in the league, Ike. $121 million. So there you go. Joe made some money, boy. 
There you go. Uh, Wish him all the best in retirement too. And I still think that he would be, he could be playing if he wants to, but it's just like right situation, right contract, 12 seasons in the league. I get it. He did, he did a dozen like you, Ike. Yeah, did a dozen, you know, went to school. We call that going to school, you know, first grade all the way to 12th grade. A lot of people can't do that. Yeah. Went went to school twice. It's all good. (laughs) We will see. Ike, uh, Pro Football Hall of Fame announced the nominees for the 2023 class. So there's 129 players. It'll be cut down to 25 semifinalists in November. 15 finalists will get announced in January. James Harrison is among the nominees, your former teammate as well. I know we talked a little bit about this earlier this offseason when the 2022 class uh, got announced. We were trying to predict, okay, who's the next class? I think James Harrison's right there. I don't know that he'll be in in first ballot, but I think he's right there. And I know when we talked about this last, Ike, you mentioned how he might not have the pass rushing statistics that, say, a Dwight Freeney or Demarcus Ware will have, but he wasn't always asked to do that as an outside linebacker in the Steelers system. I mean, former defensive player of the year, uh, not only do I have sacks and cause havocs, and at the time, just knock everybody out I hit because my arms are, and my shoulders are bigger than your head. I get interceptions as well. Like this, this is what this is what Debo does. It's a reason why your nickname is called Debo from the movie off of Friday, where he just Deboed and bullied everybody. But he just so happened to be doing that against grown men. So why wouldn't he not? Like we putting we putting we putting a lot of DNs and. Everybody else who all they had to do opportunity was just go get the quarterback. If we would have asked James Harrison, just go get the quarterback, Debo probably would have had 180 sacks. And and that's for real, man, just go get the quarterback. But our defense require our outside linebackers to cover either in the flats or the hook curls in the middle of the field sometimes. That's, or sometimes, man, you know, so you had to be unselfish playing that, that, that coach to both defense. But if we just told Debo just to rush, Every time, man, Debo would have smoked that thing. But that's that's just what it that's just what it is. So I mean, the fact that he had a historical play in the Super Bowl, the town for Super Bowl forty three, says a lot. hundred some yards, longest interception in Pittsburgh Steelers, really in history. <coughs> in history, then you mess around, and he becomes the the defensive player of the year. You know, so a, a few times he was nominated. He came and sank. So his his resume speaks for himself. You know, so it just depends on who they want saying and the way they're looking at it. But if they're looking at it the correct way, they can see James Harrison dominated. He dominated for years. Like every time somebody played the Pittsburgh Steelers, you had to know what number 90, well, 43 first, which is Troy Palomalo. He already in. But you had to know what number 92 was at. You had to double teams, triple teams. He just, because he, he, he's built. Built for it tough, you know, 5'11", built to the ground, um, can get under anybody, had moves. He was so sad. He was another savvy, you know, just because he was big and left the whole gym. Man, he, he was very athletic. He can move. And that's something, you know, usually big guys don't have. They used to be very stiff. There's nothing stiff about James. James called James Harrison caught the interception at a time against Philip Rivers when it was the San Diego Chargers and jumped over LaDainian Thomas. Mm-hmm. He'd been doing that. He been jumping over people. He displayed that first. So 
when you got a guy who 270 man, 280, but athletic as hell, um, able to jump over a running back because he's trying to tackle him, land on two feet and still gain 20 more yards. Come on, man. What y'all talking about? So, yeah, for that Hall of Fame pro class on 2023 of D-Boy, then y'all just don't like the Pittsburgh Steelers. But we always been saying this. We, it, we Y'all feel like we got too many in them. And Pittsburgh feel like, man, we can't help. We draft and we see talent way better than other people. They can't help it. They can't help it. So, yeah. Ike, I hope the Pro Football Hall of Fame committee just heard your impassioned plea on behalf of your teammate. That was oh. terrific. Yeah, I mean, people always point to the interception in the Super Bowl, one of the most iconic plays in Super Bowl history. Ike, and you were on the field for that play. I always go back to with Harrison that I think it was a Monday night game against the Ravens way back in the day. And I think Steve McNair was the quarterback for the Ravens, if I'm not mistaken. Anyways, go back and look up just Google search James Harrison Ravens. Uh-huh. And it's and it's like a very long highlight for one game. And Harrison just absolutely terrorizes the Ravens. It's like another sack, another forced fumble. And I'm watching the clip and it's like, wait a second. Is this all the same game? And it is. And that was just his excellence on full display when he was at the peak of his powers. That's another game, I think, too, where it's just like you could try whatever scheme you want to. You just can't block the man. Yeah, Debo, Debo is different. Debo is different, Mark. Like, yeah, Debo, Debo is different all the way, all the way from the weight room onto the field. I mean, play, every time we played Cleveland, I remember we played Cleveland. Debo's been in smoke too. Hit Cribs out and hit Colt McCoy out as well. Y'all come get him because Debo didn't hit him. I mean, uh, Cribs tried to do a crossing route. Debo gave him a flipper. You know, they they asked when Cribs woke back up, they asked Cribs where he was at. And he said, Alaska, get his butt up out the game. We in Pittsburgh. <laughs> Colt McCoy, same time, Colt, Colt tried to scramble. Debo hit him. They asked Colt McCoy where he was at. Man, I'm in Australia. Nah, we in Pittsburgh. Get his butt out of the game. So that's <laughs> that's what Debo used to do. Debo used to Debo used to hit him so hard. They, you know, when you ask that question, and you say you in a whole other country, but you in Pittsburgh playing. Oh yeah, you can't come back in, baby. Man, ain't, ain't, ain't no, ain't no way, ain't no way. Debo used to make grown men snore because he used to hit him so hard, he used to knock him out, and stay in a whole different country. When they in the United States because their brain ain't functioning well at the time. I'm telling y'all, man. Wasn't he the one who told your son Ivan you need to yeah. knock the soul out of the not knock the soul? And my son still remember that to this day. And he he won number like four or five years old. You know, so man, Debo different, man. D Debo, Debo, Debo just different, man. But yeah, uh Hall of Fame. Twenty. 23 class inductees, me not inductees, everybody who's 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 on the board of inducting these guys. If y'all are listening to me about James Harrison, he and the Yeah, I, the, I found that Monday night matchup, November 5th, 2000. This was Harrison's stat line. Three and a half sacks, six quarterback hits, three forced fumbles, and an interception. Your Steelers beat the Ravens 38 to 7 that night. One game. Yeah, that honestly, iconically, that would that game made Debo right there. That that was his intro game. That was like Debo. Oh, like that that game right there solidified James Harrison. 
Like, yeah, this, 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 that guy right now. I mean, I got three sacks, three forced fumbles, six tackles against the Ravens. And that that's at a time where us and the Ravens, you talking about a mutual understanding? Like, I hate to use the word hate. Like, I hate y'all. I hate everything about y'all. And the Ravens felt the same way. Oh, yeah, we hate y'all, too. We hate everything about, about y'all, too. You know, so, I mean, looking back at it now, it won't know. It was all love and respect. But, oh, my gosh, Mark. When we played the Ravens, just Debo, when you when you just some when you I don't have courtside seats. I got referee seats. I'm on the field when I hit when I hear these hits when we played the Ravens, it's like, oh this 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 test your will. Do I really want do I really want to be out here? Man, this man trying to take not only he's trying to take my soul. He want me to quit right now. That's how hard we was hitting out there. That that's that's Mark. That's how hard we was hitting. People was playing outside their body. Just just for that one game we played them twice. For two games you was playing outside your body. And mentally you was exhausted for about two weeks. Because you, it, that was a Super Bowl for us, Mark. So if we wind up making it to the Super Bowl, we didn't play three Super Bowls already. The Ravens twice plus the Super Bowl. That's 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 how serious it was. And Debo solidified who he was during that game. I remember clearly because Heinz Ward was laying, he was laying linebackers, corners, and receivers out. That's what Heinz was doing. On the offensive side, he was looking for him. We said, oh, Debo was doing that on the defensive side. Wody called himself Wody. He talked third person, Heinz Wody. Wody was doing that on the offensive side. Just let's see who can knock the most people out. All right, bet it. All right, bet it. Bet your check. All right, bet your check. I'm, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. And, and Hines would get up and smile just like I am right now as if he did nothing wrong. Smile. S- smile like he – like, Hines, you you just dislocated that man, Joe. And you think – and you think that's funny? Yeah. Oh, man, I'm glad he's on my team. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I so, Mentioning right. Hines Ward, I think he eventually will deserve to get in as well. I – I'm going to give you my list of five that I think belong in the 2023 class. I think Harrison gets there one day as well, but these were the five. And we talked about this several months back, Joe Thomas, Darrell Revis, no brainers to me. They have to go in. If you're going to put Heinz Ward in Tory Holt deserves to go first. I've got DeMarcus Ware and then Devin Hester. Those are my five. So again, to recap, Joe Thomas, Darrell Revis, Tory Holt, DeMarcus Ware, and Devin Hester. Those are my five because you can only take five for a Hall of Fame class. Again, I think Harrison will be right there. I think Kynes Ward will be right there in future years, but those are my five. You can People can roast me all you want to. You make heck of a case for Harrison, but that's just who I've got uh, in next year's class. Yeah, Devin. I mean, Devin for sure going to slide in up. I mean, he, he, changed, he changed the game consistent consistently every year every time Devin has to had the ball in his hand he was he was gone um Revis 
mean, just just shut down. Come on with the island. You come to this island, uh, all the planes gone. So it's like Gilligan's Island. You know, you you come to Reeves Island, you 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 ain't getting off that thing. They they lied to you. They said they had a resort here. They said it was a five star diamond. It had all the good chefs, and ain't nobody here. It's just Reeves, and he ain't serving nothing but locks. That's all they serving: clamps and handcuffs. That's 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 what's on the menu. So, yeah, the five you name, I'm not gonna disagree with that. But you know, I'm I'm, I'm a corner, so I'm always rocking my dog Reeves. You know, he he was locked down for sure. Going to the island if you want to. You know, in two days, you're going to be coming. If you're going on the island, you're 180 pounds. In two days, you're going to be 97 because they ain't doing nothing for you or stressing you out. That's all he's doing. You know, you look at that menu, that menu say stress because he's he locking you down. You look, you're looking for something for dessert? Vampire. Taking all the blood. So that's what Reeves doing, you know. So you want to go to sleep? Sleep in the sand with crabs. Okay, it's gonna be real, real miserable on Reeves. I ain't, ain't nothing. Now he, he'll sell it. He'll sell it to you. You know, Reeves will sell it to you. The biggest scam, the biggest scam, the biggest scam ever is going on Reeves Island thinking you gonna have a good time. That's the biggest scam ever. You get on that island, man. Ain't nothing on there. Ain't nothing on that island. Man, ain't got no water. Ain't got no fuel, food. You know, ain't got nothing on there, man. Just sand and water. And him living in his big house. That boy was locked down city. That boy, that boy was like smooth, locked down city, locked down city for sure. Ike, you make it sound like the infamous fire festival. You feel me? Yeah, where it's like you're promised this super <laughs> exotic trip, and then once you're there, it's just like, oh man, this is desolate. Hey, dang, he lied. He lied to me. Hey, man, y'all ever been to Reavers Island? Man, Reeves got somebody doing something on. Reeves didn't lie to her because he had somebody. We, we looked on the computer, man. This 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 trip looked extravagant. Yeah. And then when you get there, you're like, oh, oh man. The uh, list of 129, Ike, it's tough because I could make the case for like probably 60 different players who I could argue for to get in. It's tough. You only get five. Right, right. All right, let's go to week three, Ike, to wrap up the show. Bills at Dolphins, in my opinion, the biggest matchup of the weekend to see how legit are the Bills. Are you a believer in Tua? And this line has now moved. It opens Bills is a four-point favorite on the road after the Bills smoked the Titans on Monday Night Football. Bills now favored by five and a half. Two undefeated teams over under at 51. Ike, I not only like the Bills to win on the road, I like them to cover as well. I'm a believer in Josh Allen and company. Give me the the Bills covering as well on the road against the Dolphins. I just want to see it another week with Tua. That's where I'm at. I, I liked what I saw in week two. I want to see a bigger sample size. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a test for the offensive line, too, and company. Because them boys did beat the uh, Bills defense. They got nice. They got nice little D-line. They ain't playing with that D-line. And Matt Milano, who I used to train in company in Edmonds, man, Matt right from right – Matt Matt Milano right down the street, you know, and he's sitting in the middle of that Buffalo Bills defense. Shout out to Matt. Buffalo Bills defense. And he ain't doing nothing but making plays and catching pick sixes. <laughs> as Tannehill, 
you know? Yeah. So, and when you want to talk about cornerbacks, they might be the most talented, well-rounded between safeties and corners over there for the Buffalo Bills. They just got a good team, man. They got a good team. So it's going to be interesting to see what them cornerbacks can do against Waddle and Cheetah. Though it's going to be very interesting to see what what they can do. But I feel like the Buffalo Bills are going to win this one because they front four, they ain't got a blitz five. Von Miller. Von Miller. And you you acquire Von, it just looks like everywhere Von goes, something good happens. Every team Von go to, something good happens for the team. You mentioned how Jimmy G staying with the 49ers was one of the biggest offseason moves. Ike, Von Miller to the Bills is something where even through two games and everyone thinks the Bills are the team to beat in the NFL. I think that was one of the biggest offseason acquisitions right there. You see it. You see it. So, yeah, man, it, I, that's, that's, this is going to be Tua's test right here. Yep. You know, because Tua, Tua, back, Tua back at Alabama, Tua got, Tua, got, Tua got two receivers and a tight end. And a running back. Tua got two receivers that's going to always be open. That's exactly what he had at Alabama. Receivers who's always open, a running game, and a tight end. So he he back at Alabama. So now it's up to you. Because Vaughn coming off the edge like he haven't eaten in four days. That's that, he, he coming off that thing hungry. Super hungry. Super hungry. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, man. But the Bills and Josh Allen, man. I mean, the Bills is... The bill, man. Josh just we'll 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 see. We'll see. It's gonna be a good game though. Um you said the best though. The best acquisition other than Von Miller is, you know, keeping Jimmy Garoppolo. Well, you said that, Ike. You're right. I just wanted to give you some props. Um but but that's 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 what it was, Mark. Like and we and we've talked about on the show, he's just one of the he's one of the boys. When you're a quarterback and you're one of the boys, man, them boys, them boys gonna run through a brick wall for you. Yep. You know, and that's what Jimmy. That's exactly what Jimmy is. You saw when Jimmy got in the game. Um, congrats. Uh, Trey had his surgery, and he's doing well from his surgery. So hopefully he'll be back next year better than ever. But Jimmy, Jimmy, you saw when Jimmy got in the game, the offense looked totally different. Offense looked totally different. Hitting the tight ends, hitting the receivers. It's just the morale of that team was like, oh, Jimmy, let's go. You know, Jimmy, Jimmy back up. Let's go. What we doing? What we doing? And, and, and you saw that. So. Yeah. Speaking of Jimmy G, 49ers at Broncos. Broncos, a two point favorite at home. No Nathaniel Hackett, the head coach, has taken his lumps, clock management and all of that. Uh Again, a great game because you see what can Jimmy G do now that it's going to be his team moving forward with Trey Lance out. I like the 49ers on the road. Another road team I like this week against the Broncos at home. Me too. I'm with you on that one. Okay. Like uh, keeping it, uh, let's go to, let's go here. Rams at Cardinals. Uh, Rams four and a half point favorite on the road. I want to see are the Cardinals, what, what team are they? Because without DeAndre Hopkins, that's a huge hurdle. But Kyler Murray is entertaining as he's been to ask him to do to run around for what was it? 20 plus seconds to finally run it in. Uh, I don't think that's sustainable long term, but I can't keep my eyes off it. And it's like must watch television. I like the Rams to win, but we'll see if the Cardinals can at least cover at home. And I just I don't know what the heck to expect from this Cardinals team. I really don't. Yeah, I'm going with the Rams. 
on that one. I just I just think their defense is too dominant. You know, they got a defense line. They got some linebackers too over there with the Rams. So they, you know, they pick they acquire Wagner as well. So it's just mm-hmm. it's just they're not gonna let him run around yeah. like that. You know, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be hard because they're gonna push the pocket. You know, they're gonna force him to step up and he's gonna step up right into A D. That's he gonna he's gonna step up into that into that into that giant sitting in the middle. So um I got the Rams on this one. Okay. And the reason why I got the Rams is, you know, I, I just love the beautiful mind of of Coach Sean Payton. Not Sean Payton. Of Coach uh Sean McVay, I'm sorry, on the offensive side. Mm-hmm. And on the defensive side, man, them them boys just get it. They just get after it. That first game against first game they lost against the Bill, the Bills, I think they put a bad, a bad, a bad taste in their mouth. A bad taste in their mouth. You know, especially at home. And I think since then it 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 woke them up. That was that was an awakening. And you can just listen to Coach Shaman's very press conference. He was like, "Yeah, it, it, it. we took we took a butt whipping. We 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 took a butt whipping." And I think from this point on, it's it's going to be tough to beat. You know, it's going to be on Matthew Stafford. I think, of course, Matthew all day, but it's going to be tough to beat them boys, especially with that coach like Shaman Bay. All right, Ike, I'll take the Cardinals. I just I like what I've seen from Kyler, and maybe they figured something out. I'll probably eat my words because we know that you're a psychic. Final game we'll discuss. Packers at Buccaneers. Bucks a three-point favorite at home opening up. Mike Evans suspended for a game. Akeem Hicks is going to be out in the midst of times. This line is now at three. Uh, excuse me. This line's now at one and a half. So mm-hmm. the line's moved with the Mike Evans suspension. Akeem Hicks out with an injury. But the one thing that I think the Bears figured out on Sunday night football against the Packers, they were able to run the ball a little bit. So if the Buccaneers, mm-hmm. Lenny and company can get going, that would be a potential way you keep Aaron Rodgers and that high-flying offense off the field. And Packers have two pretty good running backs in their own right, Aaron Jones and Tree Trunk Dillon, as I like to call them. Yeah. I'm going to go with Bucks are at I'm home, a, Mike. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the Packers on this one, bro. You like all four road teams? Wow. Okay, make the case. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the Packers on this one. I think right now Tampa just too depleted. Right now, you know, I'm I'm looking at the defenses. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Tampa. No, I'm sorry. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with the Packers on this one. I'm sticking with the Packers. I'm going against you. I can say not so fast. I like what I've seen from the Bucks defense this season. I know Hicks is going to be out, but this kind of, to me, goes to you're at home, and everyone's doubting Tom Brady, 45, and he hasn't looked great through the first two weeks, but I do think Todd Bowles has that defense playing high-flying football, getting to the foot, getting rallying to the ball, all 11 hats. So I'll take the Bucks at home. I just think, again, the Packers, which their defense has been really good too. The Bears, who didn't particularly play well, they figured something out in terms of being able to run the ball against that front seven in Green Bay. Yeah, I'm going to go with my eyes. It's just what my eyes see, Ike. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Packers on this one, Mark. I'm I'm rocking with the Packers. Listen, if you faded at least my Steelers pick right now, you could put some coin in your pocket. Today's sponsor of the Believe in Steelers show, betonline.ag. IT, you're the absolute best. That is Ike Taylor. I want to thank the Believe Network, 
our video producers over at Brinks TV, led by John Brinkus, Courtney Vargas, Herbert Diaz, two producers, Yancy and Megan. And I want to thank the listeners and the viewers of the Believe in Steelers show. Thank you for tuning in and rocking with Ike and I week in and week out. Thursday night football's here, Ike. I cannot wait. Steelers are going to be back, and let's get back in that W column on Thursday. Man, I second everything Mark just said. Big shout out to you, Mark. BetOnline.ag, Brinks TV and company. Um, believe in believe in podcast. Uh, make sure y'all give us a five star when y'all rate. Please subscribe. We thank everybody for tuning in and listening. All we try to do is be entertaining, educational. And just having fun and just trying to give y'all what y'all want, being very insightful. So want to thank everybody for tuning in and listening. Want to thank everybody behind the scenes for making us and making this show what it is. So we appreciate teamwork, make the dream work. Appreciate you, Mark, as well. Ike, we'll be back next week to recap all of week three. I'm going to be on the road this weekend. So for our recap of Browns and Steelers, that will be next week with the full week three recap. So we'll be back next week and we'll talk to the listeners and viewers then. For Ike Taylor, I'm Mark Bergen. Thank you for watching the Believe in Steelers show. Until then, enjoy the week three action. Take care and so long, everybody. Peace. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. 